Wednesday afternoon, everybody. This is Brian Bledsoe, host of the Desert Farmer podcast, coming to you live this afternoon from Great Falls, Montana. I am up here uh, going to be speaking tomorrow at the Montana Grain Growers Association, their annual convention and meeting. It's always nice to get up into Montana. It's a beautiful place, a lot of great people up here, and I occasionally make our way up here, uh, you know, for different speaking engagements. It's been a couple of years since I've been up here in Great Falls, but it's always a pleasure to get back up this way. Just kind of browsing the agenda and the list of speakers here uh, that are going to be on tap, not only for the remainder of today, but even as we head into Thursday, uh, just a wealth of knowledge. And I know a lot of folks this time of year, and especially as we head through the winter months, can get out to a lot of these different meetings, these annual conventions, uh, trade shows and such. It's just an excellent resource to tap a lot of great minds. And for myself, tapping some great minds from a different region, obviously uh, coming from Eastern Colorado, and really focusing on the western high plains, really from southeast Wyoming, western Nebraska, southward into New Mexico and the Panhandle region. It's nice to get out into a different part of the country to see how folks are doing things maybe a little bit differently, maybe to share some different ideas. Uh, you know, we're, we're doing farming and ranching in the Great Plains, even if it's the northern Great Plains, and we all have to deal with drought or flooding or severe weather or blizzards or whatever at any particular time. So it's a good, uh, it's just a good venue and a good resource to tap into some of those minds. And also I like sharing some of my information too, which I'm going to be uh, doing uh, uh, tomorrow morning at about 1030 uh, at the convention. So it's always a pleasure. A big thanks to the Montana Grain Growers Association for having me back up here again. As I said, it's my pleasure to get up this way uh, anytime I can. Uh, a couple of things that I want to talk about today. One of those is at least in the near term, is some of the weak storm systems that are coming through over the next, say, five days or so uh, out of the southwest. Now, typically speaking, when we would get some of these storms to organize in the southwest and kick out, it would mean some good things, at least uh, over the western high plains. The problem with the current weather pattern that we have, it's moving a little bit too quickly, so some of these storms don't have the opportunity to intensify and dig and develop like they normally should. So, uh, in terms of the better precipitation associated with these storms coming up, a lot of it is going to be focused along I-35 and eastward. So really from about Wichita to Oklahoma City, Dallas, and points to the east, those areas are likely going to benefit the most from these storms that are coming through again tomorrow and then again as we head toward Friday and into the early part of the weekend. So uh, the farther west you live, I'm not saying that we're not going to see a little bit of moisture especially across northern New Mexico and parts of the Panhandle region, but it's going to pale in comparison to what they're going to get a little bit farther to the east. The good news about that pattern, uh, not necessarily that you're not seeing any moisture, so to speak, in terms of the bigger, uh, the bigger picture, but the pattern is moving and it's variable. And that is a very good thing because really in the past three uh, winters, when we've had La Nina at, uh, at the helm, uh, driving our main weather pattern, we've been locked into these nasty weather regimes where the wet stay really wet and the dry stay really dry. And uh, that really didn't benefit the Great Plains at all, at least the Western High Plains uh, for the past three winters where we've had to be dealing with dryness and drought more oftentimes than not. So what we've done here is we've kind of turned the pattern and flipped it to where we're, we're obviously in an El Nino right now depending on what metric you want to look at, 
it's not a strong El Nino or it is a strong uh, El Nino. It's a strong one based on the sea surface temperature anomalies that we are focusing on here uh, across the central and eastern Pacific. But in terms of the some, uh, some of the other measuring metrics, it would lead you to believe that it isn't really the one of the stronger El Ninos that we've had, like what we had back in 2015 or 97 or 82 or 83. So uh, again, it just depends on what metric you look at it. The, the thing that I'm focused on, however, is the way the Pacific is situated right now, it's keeping the pattern moving and variable and not locking us into these nasty weather regimes that really stack us with some big time haves and some big time have nots. And for the past three years, the, the, the Western High Plains and the Central Plains have largely been focused in the have not category. So that's something that I'm very encouraged about with the way the pattern is going. That kind of leads me to my next topic, which is I'm looking to the back half of December, really any time beyond about the 10th of December through the late part of the month. That, that, that three-week period there has been looking potentially active for a long time. And I have spoke at length about my feelings about what could possibly set up uh, to produce those types of uh, act, uh, that particular active weather pattern during the month of December. So again, we've, we've talked a lot about that here on our Desert Farmer podcast. But the thing that I'm focusing on now is the Mad Julian Oscillation or the MJO becoming increasingly active and cycling very actively through the different regions and phases and really favoring phase eight and into one during the back half of this month. Now, a couple of things about phase eight and phase one. Both of those phases favor typically active weather along the front range and eastward, as well as cold weather too. So if you take that pattern just simply at face value on what it has produced historically, it would suggest that we would see a snowier and colder weather pattern uh, during the, the last three weeks of December versus maybe what we're going to see in the first uh, week, week and a half of December. The other thing about that is is that because we're keeping this pattern variable, we'll see a storm move in, storm move out. Then we get a ridge of high pressure with quiet weather move in, that ridge moves out, and then we follow it up by another storm system. So the fact that we're just not locking the pattern into nothing or a lot of something is good news on many fronts because, as I said, it, it, it acts to help to benefit everybody as these storms move farther east. And hopefully, with the way the pattern would set up, is some of these storms would actually be able to slow down, dig into the southwest, grab a lot of moisture, tap into that subtropical jet stream, and really uh, let loose uh, with some of the stronger things that we've seen come out of the, uh, of the southwest historically. OK, I'm not necessarily saying that this is going to shape up to be a historic weather pattern. But if you look back through history and you look at some of the things that are looking at with the MJO and how the pattern is setting up and how El Nino and the overall pattern with El Nino factors into this pattern with tapping the southern branch of the jet stream. There's some good things here to focus on that could possibly lead to some pretty active weather during the last, say, two and a half to three weeks of December. And that could possibly roll into January, too. We're going to have to wait and see how this plays out. But uh, the that's something that I really wanted to focus on with you today, is that looking beyond this near-term pattern, we're going to have some things to focus on that could be potentially impactful um, in the Western High Plains 
as we head into uh, at least the last two and a half to three weeks of December. So keep that in mind. We're going to continue to talk about it, but I wanted to give you a little bit of an update on that uh, going forward. I don't want to take up too much more of your time today in in that regard, but something that I did want to put out there again is that our annual Desert Farmer Meetup uh, is, again, slated for late January, the 26th and 27th to be exact. They're in Liberal, Kansas. If you uh, are interested in attending, please, by all means, you can uh, direct message on Twitter, if you will, Nick Voss or Brian Seeker or myself uh, as we're continuing to set things up for that meeting. Or if you're interested in becoming a speaker uh, for that. We had speakers from Lubbock, Texas last year. We had speakers from North Carolina. Florida. We had a very good draw for the Desert Farmer Meetup last year where we really kind of opened it up uh, to the speakers and uh, to really get some quality information out there. And if nothing else, some really quality networking opportunities from a lot of great folks and a lot of great minds. It was a spectacular turnout last year in Liberal, and we think it's going to be another spectacular turnout this year in Liberal, uh, whether whether provided that we you know folks can get there. I'm sure a lot of folks would be like, hey, we're okay if we can't get there, if we've got a lot of snow on the ground and uh, we're looking to shape up for a monster wheat crop because of that snow, great, we can sit this one out. But if the weather is nice, I highly encourage you to get there because we are going to have another fantastic show uh, with a lot of great speakers and obviously a lot of great minds. And opening it up to two days this year, okay, because last year we just didn't have enough time to roll everybody out there the way we wanted to. So opening it up to two days this year, I think will give us a lot more time, a lot more networking opportunities, and uh, if nothing else, just a great time to sit down with some great folks. So that's certainly something that we're focused on uh, going forward. Uh, one of the last things that I want to address here with you this afternoon is that uh, I know the PRF deadline is coming up on December 1st here. So we've got literally just two days to sign up for the PRF. And uh, I've been working with some of you, uh, adjusting some intervals, just sharing some information back and forth. But if you have any uh, questions for me, you want to sign up with me specifically uh, to do some consulting for you in terms of PRF. I've been doing that for a lot of years, not just for my family, but for several different entities scattered across the United States. Then please shoot me a direct message there on Twitter. Uh, you can do that easily, or you can simply email me. It's Brian Bledsoe WX at gmail.com. Again, that would be Brian Bledsoe WX at gmail.com. If you want to uh, sign up for my consulting service for a whole host of things, not just your individual weather that could be impacting your farm or ranch on a particular day, but also something as wide and far reaching as, um, as signing up for PRF. And some there's a lot of misconceptions still out there about PRF and what it means to certain folks and what it doesn't mean. Some folks don't like the program. Others swear by it. I understand both sides of the coin right there. Um, but, uh, you know, if you want my personal opinion and my take, not only from that standpoint, but whether, um, you know, we can sit down and talk about that. Uh, I have to run out. We've got to get back to the, uh, the convention here up in Great Falls, but I wanted to briefly touch base with you and uh, drop that a little bit of information on you this afternoon. If you have any comments, if you have any feedback here on the Desert Farmer podcast, please shoot me a direct message on Twitter. Again, I'm building a client list for uh, our our, um, our speakers 
And then our interviews that we're going to have on the Desert Farmer podcast, likely after the first part of the year when my calendar slows down just a little bit. So if you're interested in being a speaker or uh, just simply having me interview here right on the Desert Farmer podcast, please reach out to me and we will get something scheduled. In the meantime, I hope all you folks are well and I'll be chatting with you soon. Be good.